acceptance by Leroy Mann. Leroy Mann, I'm giving you a direct order to push that buggy up the tunnel. It was June of 2002. Most of Unit 2's death row occupancy had been transported to the much-heralded $20 million facility known as Unit 3. I was living on E-Block at the time, and we were the last of the death row residency to be hauled into this pristine box of an existence. For months, I read about this state-of-the-art containment unit in the newspapers. It drew such a high degree of media coverage, some inmates convinced themselves the state's intentions worked in favor of the death row prisoner. Prior to this mass exodus from Unit 2, I overheard one of the inmates asking the unit manager, how much longer before we go home? Home? This is what it's come to? The lair of your captors has subjugated your mental to conceive this unjust placement as home. This inquiry of defeatism tickled the unit manager, similar to the way a skipper enjoys watching the fish jump out of the water and into his boat. If the fish are clueless to its new environment, it simply makes the skipper's job that much easier. These times have been tempestuous, and have put me down like a George Foreman right hook, but I'll never lay face down on the canvas and call it home. I'm not pushing that buggy. The sergeant squinted her frog-like eyes at my anticipated defiance. She knew this would be my response before she volunteered me to push this trash can dumpster, convert it into a transport cart for the personal property of the remaining E-Block residents. Oh, really? Her tone indicated she took pleasure in my display of insubordinates. You see, once an officer resorts to the term, I am giving you a direct order. You either comply or you pay the $10 penalty that comes with the inevitable time and the bing. My mind was already set on the ladder. Moving to this new facility meant more than having a larger day room. It meant so much more than having our own canteen. To me, this building represents the feather in the hat to the politicians that want the public to believe there is a drastic need for the death penalty in this state. This building is the embodiment of capital punishment weaving its way into acceptance. The brief standoff between the sergeant and myself was interrupted by a male officer playing the role as the good cop. Come on, Leroy. Just push the buggy so you don't get in no trouble, man. Trouble? That was the last thing going through my mind. At that time... My thoughts were occupied with retracing the steps of being a 10-year-old at Veterans Stadium, standing stiff in the middle of a dark, dank jail cell, subjected to the same good cop, bad cop routine. It was obvious the sergeant's intent was to make an example of me. In the weeks prior, she made it known that our Unit 2 lifestyle would not be tolerated in this new building. She stressed boiling water or cooking our own food would trigger the fire alarm and sprinkler systems. Then there was the oversold hype about the security cameras. Before the migration began, it was believed all movement was monitored. There was no privacy. A closed door meant nothing. I ain't pushing shit. Thinking that taking a firm stand would dissipate the authority of vapors proved to be futile. In an attempt to spare the $10 disciplinary fee, another resident stepped forward, volunteering to do the officer's job and defusing my position. The sergeant revealed a sinister smile straight from the Grinch that stole Christmas. The 
between her and I. It was understood that she had the upper hand. Thank you so much, Leroy. Don't unpack when we get to the new building now. Victory could be heard in her sing-song tone. I was tight-lipped the whole trip. She walked beside me, swinging her baton with a condescending aura. I could see the headlines. Death old prisoner beat to death in self-defense. What was the legacy in that? I just played my part and waited for the sergeant to make her curtain call. We arrived at Pod 5 where I was assigned cell IL-205. The individual nightlights possessed enough wattage to illuminate a Unit 2 day room. The white walls unleashed the gloss of fresh paint, and the air was deceptively clean because the stench of death had yet to set in. The officers, including the frog guy Grinch, observed the inmates settling into their new digs. I stood in the doorway of IL-205, awaiting the inevitable. Once the officers were assured the new inhabitants were all accounted for, they left them to roam amongst themselves. All right, Leroy, let's do it. It took my best effort not to reveal my displeasure for the volume of her condescension. I walked toward the awaiting male officer who held the state's wristwear in the ready position. He conveyed an air of politeness by asking, Is that too tight? I had no words for the good cop. Tight or not, I was still defenseless with my hands behind my back and walking to who knows where with a power-stricken sergeant scorned and more than eager to test the temperature of my tolerance. The sound of a patronizing tone made me want to get to wherever we were going fast. But I was at a disadvantage because all of this scenery was new to me. The elevator, the stairwell, and the control stations were foreign land to me. I had no choice but to be led to whatever fate awaited me. The lockup facility in Unit 3 is located on the upper tier of Pod 4. Every cell is encased by an ongoing plexiglass partition that discourages any contact between offenders and non-offenders living on the ground floor. I was escorted to cell IU-139. Once the handcuffs were removed and the tier door closed, I could no longer hear the voices in the day room below. The television was a silent movie to my ears. For eight days, I formulated my own scenarios for the bold and the beautiful, the guiding light, and the young and the restless. On the eighth day, the unit manager, or skipper, suspended my time in the bing, but supported his officer's actions by telling me that I should have just pushed the buggy up the tunnel to avoid the drama. I guess that would make sense if I was accepting of this circumstance. My acceptance would imply that this compound of reproof is home sweet home. My initial days in this space were spent enduring punishment for my refusal to accept what the state has to offer. An existence resembling an aquarium at SeaWorld. Welcome to Unit 3.